All right, ladies, welcome back to another episode of the Brittany Smith Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany N. Smith, and today this one is special for my ladies who are newer in business, um, but if you are listening, I know you're going to get some nuggets from this, but specifically um, our special guest today specializes in helping women who are um, new in business from the idea phase all the way to about two years um, to make sure we've got our stuff together. Um, starting a business, some of us stumble into it. Um, some of us, you know, we just kind of figure things out. We Google everything and we YouTube everything. Um, but there are some really practical, structural things um, that you need to keep in mind as you are starting or as you are continuing to grow your business. So today we have Tammy Johnston of KSA Business, and she is going to help us understand some of the basics so that we don't fall into the same pitfalls that she, I'm sure, has seen a lot of people fall into and then have had to help them out of. <laughs> so Tammy, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Brittany. Yes, ma'am. Um, so, so Tammy, tell us um, a little bit about who you are, um, your background, and why you're qualified to help us in our, our beginning stages of our business. So I'm known as the hold your hand and kick your ass business coach, and my clients name me that. <laughs> I've been working with small businesses, entrepreneurs, and solopreneurs for over 20 years. I've worked with businesses all the way up from idea stage to I've been successfully running my business for 35 plus years and everything in between. And it doesn't matter what the product is, industry, service, any of that. I've pretty much worked with them, tradespeople, our alternative health, retail stores, breweries, uh, restaurants, professionals like lawyers and accountants and everything in between. The basics of business are the same. It doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing. The foundational pieces are all exactly the same. How you actually do different things, that can vary. But once you've got the basics, then you can build. Absolutely. So let's start then. Um, you know, for those of you who are, have been listening to me for a while, you guys know that systems is one of my favorite areas to focus on. So when you talk about structuring your business or building your business, let's, let's have the conversation at the very beginning. What are some of the basic building blocks? Like I want to start a business. I have this idea what are some of the basic things that I need before I apply for any EINs, LLCs, any of that? What are some of the things that I should be thinking about before I get started? So you need to have all eight of the foundational pieces. So what are those eight pieces? So first one is mindset. Second one is habits. Marketing. Financials. Advisory team, systems, cash flow, and profit. You have to have all eight of those pieces, if you're missing any of them, your chances of success get way, way harder. And the more of them that you're missing, the harder it gets. And the big thing is you don't have to be an expert personally in all of them, but that's why you have to have good, competent, qualified people that actually give a rat's patootie about helping you. So you know... You fit those things together. Absolutely. And I think somehow we've come up with this idea that um, 
business is easy. I can just do it. You know, like, I mean, I know, you know, people who have just kind of jumped into it without having even considered any of those areas that you named Um, and then let alone asking for help. Um, So how do we dismantle the pride or what I would say the pride, but what would you say to the person that is in that headspace of I'm just going to do it myself? You know, like (laughs) I'm well, depending on who I talk to, but a lot of the time I'm going, you just go with that and I'll keep, a, I'll, I'll pull up a seat with my popcorn and just watch. <laughs> right. <laughs> because here, here's the thing. So a lot of people are starting their business and it, it's happening a lot more now because of all this, all the changes that are being brought about through COVID and stuff. People are going, I'm tired of working for this company. They're being laid off doing all of this stuff and they're going, okay, I'm really good at doing what I do. They're technicians. They've got the skills on the little bit that they actually do. And they're going, okay, I'm going to start a business. And they don't find, they, they end up going through a very painful and expensive learning curve that that very few of them actually make it through. Like the survival rate at the two year mark is absolutely dismal. Like fewer, like 10% survive the two year mark. And I started my business 20 years ago because I was fired. I wasn't planning on it. It was something that had been kind of bouncing around in the back of my head for a while, but I was very much, number one, I'm an introvert. And I was the employee mindset. I'm going, I like the the, the steady paycheck and all of this stuff. But when I was fired, it was the best thing ever because I absolutely hated where I was. It was a miserable place. It was all I could do to force myself to go into work every day. And I was already interviewing for another job. So if I hadn't been fired in another week, I would have been off to another job. And it would have been years before I started my business. But because I got that painful kick in the butt, I started it. I went into my business much better prepared than the majority of people. And there's still so many things that I learned the hard, painful expensive way but i survived most don't you need to start building up your knowledge because what you know as an employee and what you need to know to run a successful business they are two totally and completely different camps and if you don't find a way of bridging that um you're gonna fall into the canyon and it's not (laughs) gonna be pretty and everybody goes into a business with some strengths right there's all, we all have weaknesses and right. then even scarier stuff is the stuff we don't even know. We don't know. Right. Right. And then you get blindsided by it um, oh, yes. because oh. either you, either <clears throat> you haven't prepared yourself enough um, or it's just one of those things kind of like with having children or getting married where it's like, people can tell you all they want to tell you, but until you push the baby out yourself, you know, or until you say I do, there are just some things that you will only know by experience, um, you know, in the game. But there's definitely an awful lot of stuff that you can do to prepare yourself to make the transition a whole lot better. One of the reasons why I focus my energies on what I call the baby businesses, idea stage up to two years for a few different reasons. Number one, most of your business coaches want you after you've already been through the beginning shit show. 
and they've got great stuff and they, they specialize, but I haven't found anybody in my 20 years of doing this that covers all of the foundational pieces. Right. What are the different things they'll, they'll do little bits and pieces and people then have to try and figure the rest out on their own, which is painful and expensive and unnecessary. And usually it's deadly to the business. Right. And I can have the most impact from idea to two years. And I'm going, if I could go back and talk to me one year before I started my business and go, okay, here's some of the things that you need to be doing to get yourself better set up. I would have saved myself probably 10 years of pain and suffering going through things the hard way right. and made myself like hundreds of thousands of dollars way sooner. Right. My two years of business, I went from a job where I was making $55,000 a year to I made like $24,000 my first two years in business. Right. And when you're in business for yourself, it's not like, okay, that's $1,000 a month. No, you eat what you kill. Yeah. So you like, okay, I took down an elephant this month. Right. Absolutely. Like, lucky if I'm getting the mouse next month. Right. So I'm those things and I'm going, if I could go back and help me. So that I could get set up so that when that, that beautiful moment of me getting fired and now I'm free, oh, the difference that would have made in my, my business life, my personal life, my stress and mental health. Right. That's, and that's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole nother thing. Um, but it's something you just said that really kind of sums up the beauty of um, what you experienced. You said from fire to free. And so I want I, that resonated with me. Um, and, and for someone who's listening right now, you're in a dead end job and you're like, yo, this ain't it. This this is not it for me. There's more. Even if you don't know what that more is, even if you weren't even thinking about business, there's more to life than the job that you're at right now. And, and even with the pandemic, that's what the pandemic showed us is that everything is shifty. Everything is shiftable. You know what I'm saying? So if you find that you're in a dead end job. Like, you'll be all right if you leave it. You know what I'm saying? There, You can do something else. It's not too late to pivot. You don't have to be locked in. Um, and then the other thing that stands out to me about your story is that oftentimes it's a life thing that catapults us into the thing that we're really supposed to be doing. Yep. You know, it was that firing that you found purpose, yep. you know, and now you're impacting lives as a result of it. And that's that's huge. Um so, so let's, let's um, shift back into um, now that you've given us those eight areas, um, how do we set up system? Like what are, what are the first systems that we need to set up or that we need to focus on as we're setting up our business and explain what a system is first. And then, <laughs> well, a system is what actually makes it so that you have a business rather than a job that owns you. No, no systems, no business. There's a yeah. lot of people that they're, I call them professional plate spinners because they're running around and they're constantly spinning all the plates yes. and hoping they don't come crashing down. And it's not necessarily that it's, it's one particular system because it very much depends on the person that's doing the business because we all have strengths and things that we like doing. Those we will get done. We don't have to have anybody pushing ourselves for that. Typically where, when I'm working with clients, I'm going, where are you having the problems? Where, where are you having your weaknesses and difficulties? 
And those are the first systems we need to be setting up. So common ones that I come across all the time, because my background is actually financial services. I've been in financial services for 29 years come March 1st. So I've been doing this a little while. So I usually get called in when a company is having financial difficulties. So a common thing, it's Tuesday. I have payroll on, on, on Friday and there's no money in the account. What do I do? So I'll ask some questions. My first question is, tell me about how do you do your invoicing? And they usually go all blushy and their eyes go down. They go, well, we've been so busy working with the clients and stuff. We, I haven't sent out an invoice in three months. This is why you have no money in the account. <laughs> so simple systems like having a set time on your calendar every week, minimum every week, where you're going to be sitting down and sending out your invoices. Or some people, I, I have a lot of tradespeople for clients. So we get them set up with systems so they can literally pull out their cell phone at the, at the job and the invoice is sent before they, they leave. Simple things like networking. Most of it's online and stuff now through COVID, but when you're going to a networking event, a simple system like going and making sure that in your purse or in your wallet or whatever, you have business cards. Like I've been to networking events where you're supposed to be meeting other business people and you'll ask, so let's exchange cards so we can set up a, like a coffee meeting or something. I don't have any business cards. And I'm going, snack, like what's wrong with you is what I'm thinking. So what is your simple system to make sure that, okay, you have business cards put out and then, okay, if you're going to go to a networking event, we're going to be meeting people and all this wonderful fun stuff. What is the system to be making sure you have follow-up time in your calendar? Because otherwise you've collected these business cards, you've met some great people, and then nothing ever happens from it. What, what are the systems? Like, so there's a ton of paperwork in all of my world. What systems do you have put in place in order for, okay, there's certain forms or letters that I'm using all the time. I've been doing a lot of podcasts and seeing how, what are the systems you have for booking your guests or booking your clients and stuff in. And I've seen all sorts of different ones and I'm helping quite a few people fix their systems. So there's, what is your system for communication? How are you making, what, what are you doing for marketing? There's 29 different ways that you can market your business. Depends on the business, depends on your personality. I'm a massive introvert. I know that doesn't seem like it because, but believe it or not, I'm an introvert. So I like doing different things for marketing, but what is your system for making sure your marketing is going out regularly, consistently, that it's appropriate? And I'm not saying appropriate, like you're using bad words or anything, but okay, if you're marketing stuff for summer, you don't wait until summer to be marketing that because you've missed the damn boat. Yeah. Yeah. You, you are saying a whole lot <laughs> right here. Um, <clears throat> so ladies, as you're listening, um, basically what she's saying is your system, your systems for the different areas of your business are basically what process are you following? every single time you do a thing in that particular area so that you can be consistent in your outcomes and you can be efficient and effective as you are running your business. Without systems, 
you are doing something different every single time and you're wasting time, you're wasting money, you're wasting eyebrows, you're wasting every, like you're just, you're spinning your wheels and, and really using up energy that could be allotted for other things. And so she mentioned the communication um, communication system. You mentioned uh, financial systems. You mentioned networking systems. And that kind of ties into the, well, the communication ties into the marketing systems as well. Uh, you know, customer relationship. You know, like when you have a high-end client sign on to your business, do you send them a gift? Do you have a welcome call? Is there a welcome packet that's created um, that's customized so that you can onboard them for the project that's ahead? Um, do you send out the invoice at the beginning of that, that process for 50% or 30% or whatever it is? Did you send out a contract? Did you, you know, fill out a non-disclosure agreement if you're dealing with intellectual property? Like it's literally a step-by-step -step what happens when someone says, I want to work with you. There are systems that are triggered from that point, right? Um, so as you're thinking about your business, if you're whether you're just starting or whether you're at that two-year mark and you don't want to fall flat after the two-year mark, you know, it's a good time right now to revisit your systems. I'm doing that in my business right now. If you want to scale, and what that means is, you know, if you want to make more money and expand your operations in your business you have to reconsider your systems. Like I can't have the same systems that I had as a one man band making $10,000 a year. If I want to make six figures, I need to set up my systems to be able to handle <laughs> six figure volume, right? Um, so um, tell us some of the common mistakes outside of not having a system at all. <laughs> but some of the common mistakes that you see um, regarding systems with these new business owners? Well, yeah, the big thing is a lot of them. Uh, I like what you were saying. Like you said, you're re reviewing and revamping. Your systems are not a one and done thing. It's it's always constantly growing and changing and, mm -hmm. and, and evolving. And it's one of the things, it's a quadrant two activity that you need to be putting in to your schedule so that you're looking at them on a regular basis. One of the biggest things is people trying to do it all on their own. Because one of the problems that we all have, but we don't even realize it, is when we're good at what we do, we don't even know what we're doing. So for example, we drive standards, manual transmissions in my house. I have been driving a manual transmission for 30 plus years. I had to teach my daughter how to drive. And she like, so I'm trying to having to explain like, how do you use the clutch and all of this stuff? And I had to stop and think and I'm kind of going, I've been doing this. It's as simple as breathing to me. So it's just done. And she, I have to explain to her, she's asking, well, how do you do that? So I had to slow down and take her through it step by step. Or people will overcomplicate things. So perfect example. I have a good friend and client, and he runs a an amazing gym. And he's got staff and all of this stuff. But he was working like literally 18, 20 hours a day because he was doing everything. And so I'm asking him, like, tell me about how are you, like, what are you doing and how are you going through and doing things? And he says, well, I've tried training people, but... 
there's a lot of turnover in the gym industry. That's just, that's the nature of the beast. Not anything wrong with his gym. That's just the way it is. So he says, I've trained people to go through and do things like minor repairs on the equipment or how to mix together the cleaning solution so that everything's healthy and safe and all of this stuff. But then that person leaves. So then I have to start all over again. I said, well, okay, slow down for a second. You have a GoPro, right? Of course he does because he's a, he does Ultraman. So if you don't know what an Ultraman is, it's an Iron Man that's even worse. It's for lunatics. We love them dearly, but oh dear God, you have to be insane. But I said, so you've got the GoPro for when you're going out and you're doing your runs and you're on your bike and stuff like that. I said, put your bloody GoPro on. And next time when you're working on equipment, you're doing a minor repair to one of the exercise bikes or whatever, you've got the video and talk through step-by-step step what you're doing like you would be training a person. And then that video can now go on to your website that's only accessible by your employees. So next time when the bike needs to be worked on, there's the instructions. It doesn't matter if you're training one person or 15. Do the same thing for your mixing of the chemicals and stuff. Put the GoPro on. It's not, okay, I have to sit down with the pen and paper or at the computer and I have to think about it when I'm not doing it. What are all the steps that I need to do to print that all out? Right. You can create videos and then there's so many transcription services and apps and programs that if you really want it printed and put in a binder, use the transcription app to take all the things that you talked about and put it out that way. They overcomplicate things. Right. right. And I think a part of that is um, we're used to doing everything ourselves, um, you know, and I can even speak to that just as a woman, right? Like we're just used to handling it, you know? And so when you're getting into business, you're just doing things as they make sense to your head and your in your head. Um, but they may not necessarily be the most efficient or effective way of doing it. And then, like you said, when you have somebody to train, sometimes we're training them in our dysfunction. <laughs> we're showing them to do what we're doing. Meanwhile, there's a better way to do it. Um, so I think another system that we could even incorporate is that um, professional development kind okay. of, you know what I'm saying? Like having a system like every quarter, I'm going to take a class or every whatever, I'm going to revisit this particular skill or, you know, really, if you're an expert in your industry, you should always have a pulse on what's happening in your industry, you know? So especially if you're in like the marketing space or the financial space, like things are changing every second, you know? And so a part of your, your growth, um, growth plan for your business, there has to be a system for consistent learning. Um, you know what I'm saying? And, and then the thing that you just mentioned in terms of having um, videos, trainings, like that's a part of the, the HR onboarding system for employees right so that and that's so key because i'm sure he was like oh yeah but like didn't even think about it you know oh, yeah. like it i explained it goes like it's a, it's like it's one of those dumb moments right like, but the thing is this is why you have to have like i always talk on advisor team you need to be surrounding yourself with good competent qualified people and other business owners and stuff that are in the arena and they can share different ideas and things. I, like I said, I've been successfully running my business for over 20 years and I'm still doing that because all the marketing and stuff, 
I'm, I'm very good at face-to-face. -face. I used to do networking. I do a lot of speaking and different things like that, but it's all face-to-face. -face. Now we're doing it online and I'm meeting people all over the world and different things like this. So I need different systems for marketing online and scheduling and the different stuff and having conversations with other business owners. They're going, okay, well, I've tried this and this works for me. And I've been getting so much over the last two years because my business is going from here face to face to here online. What are the things that I need to be learning, growing and changing in order to get me there? Right. Absolutely. Um, and, and that is one of the things I, I feel like what you just said, your willingness to stay flexible and to learn is literally one of the differences between that business that dies at two years and the business that keeps going after two years. I would um, say that is the number one thing. Yeah. The willingness to learn and grow and be flexible and shift. The 2020 pandemic <laughs> really challenged us in our shifting muscles. Like, can you pivot when yeah. things don't go as planned? Um, and, and I think that really is one of the beautiful things about the human spirit almost. It's like, it was one of those moments where like everyone in the entire world had to make the decision. Am I going to shift or am I going to suffer? You know, and, and you watched like people open businesses in waves and it was just, it was really incredible to, to watch and even be a part of. Um, so, um, as we shift, speaking of shifts, <laughs> as we shift the gears, um, what are some of the, maybe like your top three in terms of the marketing system, um, because you're speaking to, you know, newer businesses, what are your top three strategies um, or ways of marketing when you don't really have a marketing budget? This is, this is one of my favorite topics because I'm always for as, as cheap as possible, better yet free. <laughs> Because I had to, that that's one of the things that I had to learn when I started my business is teeny to no budget. So how in the world, how do you make it go? So if I had to pick three, so one of my favorite things to get people doing, and I hammer on this all the time. So you see this beautiful thing? It's called a calendar. Ah. You print this thing out a whole year. In fact, I do typically two years. And the reason why you print it out is because you want to find yourself a nice big space, like a table or a counter, and you lay out the year. And we're February 1st here today, so it's a year from wherever you are. And put in put in your big rocks. So um, different events, this. like are you are you talking like marketing times and stuff, so that you're seeing those things. So for me. Big ones for me are I do my classes, when are my mastermind groups starting and things like that. So I put those all in there. And then how much lead time do I need in order to get those full? What do I need to be doing so that you're actually seeing the stuff? And what do you want to be doing for marketing? So when I first started my business 20 years ago, I'm an introvert. I also did not want to go and do what everybody else does, which means hit on all your friends and family. So I'm going, okay, so how can I attract clients to me? So one of the things that I did was commun small community trade shows where I was paying like 50 to maximum of like $75 for a table. Okay, what do I need to be doing to be being there? 
What do I have to have in my boxes so I get my table set up? What are my systems for making sure that all of these beautiful, lovely names that I get are being contacted within two days after the event? Otherwise, they're going to forget they ever even went. Putting all of putting all of that together. And so having having that plan and what am I going to be doing? So a lot of our marketing nowadays is social media. So what are you going to be posting about so that it is consistent, so that there's a flow to it? I'm a huge fan of writing. So I have done tons of, of, of writing for different newspapers, uh, community associations, professional associations. So for example, <clears throat> I have two clients, mortgage broker is one and uh, home stager is another. So what we had them do, so we have a real estate magazine in our city. And they did not have a mortgage broker, right? Or a home stager. I said, so, okay, what we're going to do, is we're going to have you guys, because I put out a magazine every single month, say, we're going to have you write 12 articles all at once. And so, okay, this month we're talking about this. Join us next time when we're talking about that. So you've got this lovely little flow. Present that to the editor of the magazine. Because what is the number one problem that the editors have? They don't have enough content. Content for deadline. Well, they yeah, have. that. <laughs> so do they want to be having to chase anybody? Right. No. Nope. So, number one, it has to be well-written to begin with. Well, yeah. I have all these beautiful articles. You can have the whole year's worth. You are never, ever going to have to chase me to meet deadline. You have now become their favorite person. And writers are experts, talkers are hawkers. The moment you've got that byline, you automatically go way up. Wow. I had my mortgage broker went from making $15,000 a year to $85,000 within 12 months doing nothing but that. What? Huge, huge stuff. What did it cost her? It cost her two days and a couple of people helping her with editing and all of this stuff, putting it together. Worked really, really well for the home stager as well. But it was in a good magazine to their target. So realtors right. and different things like yeah. that. Well written. They are the expert. And then there it goes. And people are looking for relationship. Don't be right. spamming people. Have actual conversation. And this is why the system of having a, a CRM, a client relationship management system, so that you are putting out those personal touches on a regular, consistent basis. I have a couple systems that I use that nobody else does. And I've, I have so much positive feedback from that. And I get referrals from that. And I have the people that I'm, I'm marketing to are sharing the stuff that they're getting from me on their social media. Right. These are all things that are free or so cheap, you have to be ridiculous not to be doing them. Right, right. And so really what I'm also hearing you say is that there, there's a list, I, I think you put them into quadrants in terms of tasks and things that are, are to be prioritized in your business. Um, you know, many of us are those plate spinners where mm -hmm. we're focusing on, you know, this thing over here, but this thing over here is not making us money. 
but we're busy. So we feel like we're doing, you know? Yeah. So, um, so no, so that's definitely, um, the, the strategy that you just gave was a really good one. Um, and I think people forget that writing is, is still needed (laughs) and it's still, it's still a thing, you know, we are in a digital age, but there are still people that read, um, you know, and, um, especially when you're speaking to the, the audience that wants what you have, you know, how exciting is it to read an article that is hitting home for you and, and checking all the boxes? You know, it really um, creates that sense of community. Um, and also, like you said, you're an expert. So it creates that sense of trust um, that that we're often looking for, whether we say it or not. We're looking for, can I trust this person? Do I resonate with this person? Um, so, yeah, so that's an that's an awesome, awesome point there. Um, did you have one more or was that the three? I wasn't. Well, that, that basically is three, but the other yeah. one, um, and this, this is one that I'm having to work on because it completely goes against my personality, is video. Yes. I'm, yes. I'm definitely the oddball because I personally would rather read. I am very sensitive to sound and stuff like that. A few things irritate me more than going onto a website and the video automatically plays. Yeah. <laughs> but video, having this stuff up, and a lot of people... Once again, they don't like doing the writing because they overthink it. One of the things that you can be doing is like doing a video or just recording yourself talking and then transcribe it and fix it up. You don't have to complicate it. You don't have to sweat about it. And I guarantee you know way more than you think you do that's interesting to other people, but you don't think about it because for you, it's like, well, what do you mean that's interesting? That's like breathing to me. Like, what are you talking about? Well, to somebody who's not playing in that arena all the time, that's amazing. Right, right. And we we oftentimes will uh, put ourselves in a tiny little box or or look at ourselves as a lot smaller than we really are. Um, and I think, again, that's a woman thing. We do that. Like subconsciously, we do that to yeah. ourselves. There are some men that will do it too, but yeah. no. Well, yeah, but you know, I'm saying like primarily, I think we just do that subconsciously anyway. Yeah. Um, well, we're and, to do it that way. I'm sorry. We're trained as women to do right. it. We're little girls. We're supposed to be always accommodating. We're supposed to be quiet and well-being. Well, other people are. I never bothered with that lesson. <laughs> no, me either. <laughs> me either. <laughs> but you're absolutely right. Um, and so basically what I'm, what I'm also hearing you say um, is that your confidence has to come up and you just have to put it out there. You know, I am the chiefest of sinners when it comes to overthinking and wanting things to be perfect. And, you know, I have this whole like you talk about a calendar. I wish I could show you. um, I have a big sheet of paper and I drew the calendar for the next three months on there. And I'm like mapping things out. There's papers flying. And it's like I'm, I'm this overachieving, overthinking machine. And to your point, it's like, yo, just. Hit send yeah, on the email. Send. <laughs> if you're looking for perfect, perfect doesn't exist. And even if you find it, it's perfect is going to be something completely different six months from now, let alone six years. And right. the only way we can improve is if you put something out and get feedback. So my my favorite thing that I teach all of my clients, oh, and I hammer on this all the time, and I do it myself because I practice what I preach. After everything, do an autopsy. And an autopsy is three simple questions. What worked? What didn't? What do I want to try differently next time? That's it. Right. And, and there's no harm in that. Things and you grow and you learn and you improve and you go. That 
one of the reasons I love business so much is if you're getting bored, there's something wrong because yeah. there's all, there's always ways that you can learn and improve and get better and help different people and all of this stuff. That if you're bored, you're not doing it right. I love that. I love that. So ladies, you heard that. If you're bored in your business, something's wrong. <laughs> you need to you need to quickly triage and figure out where the bleeding is happening because um, business is, is ever changing, ever evolving and ever growing. And if you're doing what you're purposed to do, if you're doing what you're passionate about doing, um, just like Tammy said, there's always going to be something. You know, whether it's a new issue or a new development or something, there's always something. Um, so, Tammy, thank you so much for this conversation and hanging out with us on the Brittany Smith podcast. What do you have that we can take advantage of right now? Like a website, a freebie, a program? What What do you have well, going on? One of the things that, that I offer for free to help people figure out where they are is I give away my solopreneur self-assessment. It's a quick little questionnaire that you can do on your own to figure out where you're strong and you can keep building on that, where you're weak, where you definitely need help, and more importantly, where you don't even have a clue and desperately need help. <laughs> so you can you can get that for free by going to ksabusiness.ca slash gift. And in case you don't know what KSA stands for, it's kick some ass. <laughs> And then if you wanted to have like a, a quick conversation with me to see where you need help and stuff like that, you can also book that as well at ksabusiness.ca slash gift. Awesome. Awesome. Well, ladies, listen, you don't have any excuses. Just like on the last episode, if you listen to the last episode, we are knocking those excuses out with every single episode. And I want you to build a business that's going to last. And I want you to build a business that you can be proud of. Um, and so this was a great episode. I hope you took some notes in your Brittany Smith podcast notebook. <laughs> and I hope that you are going to join us again next week for another episode of the Brittany Smith podcast. Bye.